Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family. And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family. And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least. But at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family. So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever, and it starts right here with your family. Hello. Thank you for being here to the Family Brand Podcast this week. We just got back from, we went to Hawaii for like 12 days, which we lived there last year in all of 2021. So it was fun to go back. We stayed right in the same area where we live. So it was fun to visit all our our old favorite beaches and see our friends. It felt kind of just like we were jumping just back into life there. That was a really cool experience to be visiting this like way different location, but feel kind of at home. So we're back now. Um, and I recently listened to a podcast episode that I really loved by Mel Robbins. She has a little series that she did on Audible. And I think I've referenced it before, but this one specific episode that I really loved recently, and it was all about confidence and how to build confidence. And it just had me, she just shared so much stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of mind blowing things that I hadn't maybe considered before. So I thought that it would be cool to bring this conversation to the podcast and just tell you like a lot of it will be just stuff that she shared, but then also my personal kind of application to it. So she describes confidence as like in a, in a different way. Sometimes I think of confidence as like you, some people have confidence and some people don't. And I would say that much of my life, actually, I would say early on in my life, I felt like I had a lot of confidence looking back, but then I went through this long period where I might say I didn't have it. Um, and then the last few years, as I've been trying a lot of new things like this podcast, just putting myself out there in new and different ways. I feel like, like if someone were to tell me three years ago, yeah, you're going to be a guest on the podcast, which I was a guest on the podcast two or three weeks ago. And I feel like it went good. But three years ago, if someone would have told me that I would have been terrified. Like I would have stressed about it probably for weeks. And I would have thought, I don't know what I'm going to say. What if I sound stupid? Like on, on and on and on. <laughs> so when I look back, sometimes when I look back on things, although I wouldn't say like, oh my gosh, I'm super confident right now. When I look back though, I'm like, okay, I have, I am making strides. And I think it has come down to, and this is what Mel Robbins says. She said, confidence is a willingness to try and that's all. And I have been willing to try. And I have been, she talks about how you got to be willing to fail and to look stupid and to not be good at something. And I have been willing to do that. And it's been like super hard at times. She talks about like, sometimes you feel like you might die inside. (laughs) And there have been moments where I have felt, I have felt like it feels so scary to like put myself out there. I guess mostly what I'm talking about right now is like in speaking and putting my ideas and my thoughts out there. I think about, this is probably like two years ago. So Chris, he has this coaching program. Um, It's changed a little bit over the years, but two years ago at the um, he had like a group coaching program that he would put entrepreneurs through and he, he would help 
them develop their message and their story. And this is right when we were first starting to bring this idea of family brand kind of out to the world. He was like, I think, why don't you go through my coaching program? You can just join it. Um, and it'll help you develop like kind of your, your thoughts around family brand more. It'll give you some experience speaking about it. So I joined, I joined his group coaching and I remember the, it involved, it was online at that time. So it must've been right, you know, in 2020, maybe the summer of 2020, cause it was all virtual. But I remember the first time I was in like a group, I was on the group call and it was my turn to speak. I was so, so nervous and I was so emotional. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like so scared that I felt emotional, but every time I would speak, I was trying to share my ideas around family brand. And it does like, it is, it does hit close to home for me when I talk about like raising my children and everything, but it was like beyond just normal emotions. (laughs) And I like, I was crying and I was like, I don't know why I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm so emotional right now. And then, but so I shared whatever I was going to share about family brand. And then there's probably, I don't know, 12 to 15 people on the group. And then at the end, towards the end of the day, you get feedback from people and it helps you kind of hone in your messaging and, you know, you take their feedback. And I remember someone giving me feedback. They were like, you were very emotional. And that really got in the way for me of what of what you're trying to say. And I just remember being like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I don't know why I'm so emotional, but looking back at it, I'm like, I think it was just like maybe fear and nerves. And even looking back on this podcast, I feel like at the beginning, so we've been recording this podcast for about a year. I used to get a lot more emotional about it. And I feel like that was probably just nerves and like fear (laughs) coming out. Not all the time, but but often. So I feel like, okay, yeah, I am like seeing improvements. I am seeing like that. I I am getting better. And that actually feels super good because I feel like I went through a long time of it not feeling very good and it feeling terrifying to put myself out there. So again, confidence is a willingness to try. It's not something you're born with. It's a skill you build that anyone can learn. This is coming right, right out of her episode. I took notes because again, it was, it was just so good. So she said, if you're having self-doubt, she's like, another way I like to look at that is it's just a decision of not to try just saying, I'm not going to try. Um, and she talks about building confidence, how you actually build more confidence when you're failing and when you're not doing things well, if you're trying something new for the first time, chances are very high that you're going to be terrible at it. And that can be okay. Like maybe you decide you don't, like doing that and you don't do it again. Or if it's something like speaking at work, for example, in a meeting, it's like, okay, that was awful, but I'm going to try again next time and it will get better every time. Or maybe it doesn't. Or maybe you just keep trying. And that's, and that's the win is that you keep trying. Let's see. I love what she said. She said, sometimes confident people who are truly confident that they are often very quiet She's like, confidence is just something that happens inside of you. It's not anything that needs to be projected or necessarily talked about. It's all inside of you. And I thought that was interesting because sometimes, again, when I think of confidence, it's like someone that is maybe loud and I don't know, somehow that sometimes equals confidence to me. If they can speak like very commanding and always know exactly what to say that that looks like confidence, but it just had me think like, is that actually 
confidence or can confidence be more quiet? And is, is that person just as sure of themselves? Um, she talks about six things to build confidence. And I think, you know, I talk about like how I've made strides in confidence, which I do think I have, but I still feel like I have a long way to go. Like there's still stuff comes up for me all the time where I feel like, you know, self-doubt or questioning um, where I want to have more of it. And I've actually never heard someone say, I think I have enough confidence. Like I'm good. So I think it's something that we all are constantly hitting up against. Um, look, look, I think it looks different for every person. Like um, for example, me speaking up in a meeting would be something that would be challenging to me. And I would have to really think about having a willingness to try. Whereas Chris, for example, him speaking up in a meeting would not at all be challenging. That's just, he loves doing that. But I was talking to him before I started recording. I'm like, what would, what was something for you? Like that would challenge you and that you feel like you definitely have to like put yourself out there and have a an intention and a willingness to try um, and he was saying that for him, that would look like he's wanted to create more of a personal brand around his his ideas and his coaching. But it's easy to talk. He's, it's easy to talk himself out of it and think like, well, I need I need this really in um, intricate plan of how I'm going to execute this and what's it going to look like. And but he's like, I'm realizing I'm probably just having self doubt around it. So launching a personal brand is way different than speaking up in a meeting. But I think, you know, if we're all, if we all start at zero with confidence, maybe some people have a little bit more than others, but we're all starting somewhere. And I think we can all have, we all have areas where we're having self-doubt and wanting to be more confident. So she talks about um, the six things you can do is take action. There is, there's something in your life where you're not taking action. So take action there. She also, I thought it was super interesting, talked about how there's a confidence gap between men and women. She cited multiple studies where women and men, given the same test, it was actually like a written test that they had to kind of figure out. It sounded like problems. They had to kind of solve problems on these written tests. Oftentimes the women wouldn't even attempt some of them. And so the men scored better because the men would attempt all of them. But then later when they would retest the women and tell them, what they would tell everyone, you have to try every single problem. The women performed just as well as the men in that instance, but they oftentimes were not willing to try. I don't know why that would be, um, but I just thought that was super interesting that there is, there is a gap there between men and women. And again, that self-doubt that breeds hesitation and inaction. Action builds confidence. So take action. Number two, to build confidence, dress for the part. She talks about, well, and I can, I can feel this in my own life when I feel like I get ready for the day and I have some intention about like combing my hair and getting dressed, I feel better. I feel more confident. And I think back to like, after I just had my babies, you know, I'm in that postpartum period. It's easy to let the entire day go by and just still be in the same clothes you woke up in. Um, but I remember the days that I would have the intention like to get dressed or comb my hair again, that I felt better those days. 
So dress for the part. Number three is have an intention to act like a confident person. And this one, she told this story for this one about her daughter. And I'm trying to decide if I should tell the story right now. I think I'll tell my own story right here. Because she told this story and then she told this story about, well, I'll just tell the story. She and her daughter, her daughter was going to college and they were doing this, um, like a visit to this college to try it out to see if it's somewhere they would want, her daughter would want to go. So they signed up to take this, some type of a, I don't know, a class to talk to people about the college. Um, it was like a seminar thing and they showed up to the, it was a several hour drive from their house. They showed up and they're like, Oh, you know, you're not registered for the general session. You're registered for this like specialized session in this like obscure classroom worth only like two or three people. And they wouldn't let her go to the general session, which she wanted to be in. She's like, I didn't actually want to be in that other one. I don't know how, how I even got into that obscure session. I want to be in this general session. They're like, no, I'm sorry. Like, and it was free. Like it was a free session, (laughs) but they're like, no, I'm sorry. You didn't, you missed the sign up. And so they left, they like walked away from the sign in table and she told her daughter, like, okay, we're going to get in there. I don't really care about breaking the rules. So you just follow me. So they went up to the desk again and they said, can you tell us where the restroom is? So they go, they say, yes, it's right inside these doors to the right. So they let them into like the auditorium kind of area where the restrooms are. They use the restrooms and then they notice like, well, there's the doors to the auditorium. So let's just go in. (laughs) So they go in and there was plenty of seats open. They didn't take anyone's seat. They sat through the whole performance, but she said half of life is taking permission. You don't need to take, you don't need to have permission. You take permission. And the story that I was going to tell, well, when I heard that, first of all, I was like, I hope I would do that. I hope I would be so cool as to be like, we are here for this and we are not going to miss it. And then to take permission like that to find a way to get in. But I did just have an experience where afterwards I was like, "Ah, I think I just did it. (laughs) And I was like, so proud of myself. But um, so the story was, I was trying to take Tanner, our oldest boys, they're um, 14 and 13. And once they turned, I think once they turned 13, when we've been flying, they can't come on our TSA pre-check. They're not like minors anymore. So Chris and I have TSA pre-check, which, let, which lets us get through the airport faster. But now that they're teenagers, they don't fall under our like us as like our minors. So they have to go through the regular check-in. And usually Chris has to go with them because they are still minors. So Chris has to go with them. And then usually I take the younger kids and we go through the TSA pre-check. But it's, I've been wanting to get them approved so that we can all stay together and go a little quicker through security, but there's no place close to us that does their fingerprinting and stuff so they can get the pre-check. It's a couple hour drive away in, I just haven't done it yet until last Friday. Um, I took them down. I had some errands to run in Phoenix, which again is like two and a half hours away from us. I had some errands to run in Phoenix and one of them was like, Hey, we're going to go get your TSA pre-check stuff done. So we went and got our other errands done. And I stopped by, I had to stop by the airport because our surfboards didn't make it on our flight home. And so we stopped by the airport to get the surfboards and there's a TSA pre-check office there. So I popped over there into the office that's in the airport and they had this sign on the door that's like, we're closed randomly until 930. So, but we had somewhere to be at 10. So I was like, okay, we're going to, we're not going to be able to do it right now. Let's circle back. So we circled back 
like at 11 to try and make that appointment. I tried a different location in between there, but they were not taking walk-ins for TSA pre-check. Um, so we got to, we went back, we went back to the airport and I was walking up to the TSA pre-check area and there was like three or four people in line outside. And I was, as I was approaching the door, one of the women was like, are you, do you have, she was just, she wasn't an employee. She was just a person in line. She was like, excuse me, do you have an appointment? I was like, no, I just opted for the, for the, um, you can opt for a walk-in. Like when you're filling out the paperwork online, you can either set up an appointment or you can choose. I'm just going to walk in at some point. So I chose the walk-in. So so I told her, you know, I'm just, I'm just walking in. And she's like, well, this other woman out here in the hallway, she's the last person in line for the walk-in. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to go in here. And I'm going to like, is there, is there like a check-in process? Cause I'm just going to go in here and check in because I don't just want to stand out here in this random line without like checking in and making sure like, this is the process. I didn't say all this. This is what I'm thinking in my head. What I said to her was, I'm just going to go check. I'm going to look in here and um, just make sure my name's on the list and get checked in. And so I went in there and I put my name on the list and turns out none of the people in the hallway had even checked in. They were all just sitting out in the hallway. And so I got taken down and checked in and we were in and out in like 20 minutes and they were moving quickly. The people that were in line, which I felt kind of bad for cutting them, but also kind of not because I was like, you were just standing in this line that wasn't even a line, but they got in like five minutes after us. Everyone was done very quickly. So I didn't feel too bad about it, but I was like, I just did it. I just took permission and like made it happen. And I felt like, was I acting like a competent person as I'm looking back on it? Yeah, probably. Hopefully I still seemed like very nice and yeah, nice, but I also was acting confident. Anyway, it's my little moment of I'm doing it. Okay. The next thing she says is to exercise every day. And I go through phases of this. Some days, not some days, some points in my life, I exercise regularly. Other times I don't. I'm currently on one of those other times where I don't as much. But actually starting last week, I started a new program. It's like an eight-week program where you're tracking your food and your your workouts are planned out for you. So I'm like feeling good. And even just like this one day today. So last week was like education week where you body by Brie Fitness is who I'm doing it with. So Brie gives you your workouts and tells you how to do, you know, count your macros and and everything. So last week was the education week. She works in like meditation too. And then this week is where you start, you start it all. So even just today, I'm recording on Monday. I feel like, oh, I feel good today. Like I feel a little bit stronger and I feel a little bit more capable. And that's just one day. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. But Mel in her episode talks about the endorphins that come and just proving to yourself that you keep your word and what you give your word to you do. Um, she talks about just, even if it's just getting outside and walking for a few minutes, even getting outside can increase those feel good hormones, endorphins, and can increase your confidence. The fifth thing to increase confidence. If she says, if there's something you're nervous about doing, prepare for it. So if you have an interview or maybe a test for school or whatever it may be, if you try it again, confidence is willingness to try. If you're just trying it over and over aka practicing that is building your confidence and then when when it comes time to really do it you are more prepared and then the last thing she says to build your confidence is to be willing to say i don't know 
And if you're feeling, don't feel like you have to have all the answers and be willing to look like you don't know what you're saying or that you don't have it all together. I know for me, that's been hard for me. I want to look like I have it all together, that I have all the answers. So I love what she talked about, the power of being able to say, I don't know, but I can figure it out or I don't know, let's Google it, how that can actually build confidence and build more like trust in people around you because they know like, oh, if she doesn't know, like she's going to shoot straight with us. Um, And the last few things, little nuggets that she shared that I loved, she said, nothing that is meant for you is ever going to pass you by. So it's like, you're never going to miss out on life if you're like feeling, well, if I would have been more confident, I, maybe that would have happened for me, or I just am not feeling confident. Like I can do this today. If it's meant for you, it is, it will never pass you by. You'll, you'll be able to, to do it. Yeah. And then again, the only way to build confidence is to take action. Half of life is having an intention to act like a confident person. I, yeah, I just loved everything she shared because that is confidence is something that I continue to strive to want to develop and want more of. And as I as I look at my life today, I'm like so grateful for the times when I have like taken the risk. I guess what felt like a risk. It wasn't like an actual physical risk, which is funny. It's just like a risk in your in your mind, you know. But when I have taken the risk, I've been so grateful about what what's come on the other side of it for me. And as I think about it now, um, I'm trying to think, okay, what's an area in my life where I still want to have confidence? And I would say, so we've been doing this group family brand coaching program. Chris and I have, we have nine awesome families that are in it. We've been, um, they've been going through our online program and then we meet every Friday and kind of discuss what they've learned that week. And dive a little bit deeper. And it's easy for me because I feel like Chris for a living coaches and consults and talks to people. It's so easy for me to like, let him kind of lead, lead that call. So I think confidence for me wouldn't look more like being willing to speak up more, being willing to put myself out there more, you know, in the, in these calls and knowing that, um, I'll do it different than, than he might, or that anyone else might, but trusting that I'm going to say exactly what I need to say and it'll be exactly what's, what's meant to be said. So I guess in conclusion, maybe look at your life this week. Um, is there an area where you're having self doubt or just an area where you're wanting, you maybe see yourself wanting to do, but you've been for whatever reason, not willing to, or not able to take action. Is there somewhere in your life where you want to take action this week that maybe you haven't before? Um, I think you will like what's on the other side. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you, it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach 
even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.